0: It's game time. Uh-huh. The kid Gowie. Yeah.
1: Ravens Nation. A-sh-o. All we know is purple and black. You
0: and if you're not a Ravens fan, what? That- welcome. Welcome to Baltimore, Maryland yeah. m and Bank Stadium uh, Where opponents don't make it out alive uh, Unless we bury them uh, Every team be afraid of them uh, Especially on the quarterbacks uh, who can, can suck and I won't hesitate to leave you set already. Let's take a minute Go back to Super Bowl 35. Yeah. Domination was an
1: understatement Up against the Giants uh, uh, Numerous touchdowns. touchdowns They put up numbers yeah. And it
0: didn't take a nutritionist To see they hunger. So only yeah. Collins could get Was in the What's going on, Ravens Nation? This is Joshua here With Trust the Bank I have my uh, my my co-host and partner in crime, Makana, on on the line with us. Makana, talk to him, man. How you feeling?
1: I'm feeling good. Um, definitely better than Earl Thomas is feeling. So uh, let's get into it.
0: Absolutely. So, Ravens fans, y'all know what it is today. Um, we have Earl Thomas finally gone out the out the door out the facilities from Orange Mills. Um, there was a lot of um commotion going on. We talked about it last week between him and Chuck Clark they had you know they they didn't see eye to eye. supposedly there was some blown assignments in in the uh, in the coverage during practices and things of that nature. but obviously that tipped the iceberg of this of the organization coming to a stance and saying, hey, we're just gonna go let you go um, How do you think this hurts us or do you think you know we're gonna you know we're gonna keep on moving forward from this?
1: So I remember um, earlier in the summer, kind of towards, kind of around free agency, everybody was taught. I I kept hearing these rumors, like Ravens, Ravens want to get rid of Earl Thomas, and I was like, I, I just always thought I was like, why? I was like, they they I said all these things. They didn't like how he played last year, uh, and I was like, but he was a Pro but Like Earl Thomas played very well, but the problem is Earl Thomas played like Earl Thomas. He's a ball hawk. He's a veteran. He knows that he's going to play exactly how he's going to play. But that can hurt a defense, especially one that needs to be as sound as they need to be with how Wink runs that runs those blitzes. Because he sends the house a lot, and if you miss a coverage, that's a touchdown. Like it's not like you're playing in the Legion of Boom, where it's like, yeah, we just have you know we've got great pass rushes. Like the Ravens don't get pressure when they rush four guys. They don't. Um, they don't have a. They don't have Terrell Suggs anymore that can do that, and it's very rare that they're able to get that out of um, Matthew Judon. So they need all those coverages to be done correctly. And Earl Thomas likes to likes to do his own thing, and that kind of hurts the Ravens at times. It benefits them as well, but I think they want that consistency. And I I think this this could be a benefit but i don't want to be somebody that like there's a lot of people that came out all of a sudden as like us like acting like uh deshaun elliott's like better than than earl thomas like no but he could be better for this system earl thomas is still a very very good football player but he's a lone wolf he's he's not somebody that's going to come out and be a team really a huge team player i mean he had a fight with the play caller and just post a video like the Ravens are a no-nonsense organization they always have been. Um Absolutely. Ray Rice was a was a player for the franchise, one of the could have been, could have ended up becoming the best running back in franchise history. Yeah. Um but he did things that the Ravens didn't like and they got rid of him. I mean, no matter who you are, the Ravens will get rid of you if they, if you do something that they don't that they don't condone and posting a video it it was really Antonio Brownesque. I'm going to I'm not going to lie. Like just this this season Just this off season, we had the Earl Thomas shenanigans with his brother. Um, Maybe it was a month ago, a little bit more. That all of a sudden he's getting into fights with teammates. He's uh, posting videos online. Is Antonio Brown? I've
0: been hearing he's was he's been coming he's been coming to meetings late as well too. So I've been hearing he's been that problem child. I mean, listen, let's be let's be honest. You know the Ronnie Lots. The Ed Rees, the Brian Dawkins, um, Sean Taylor's, those type of safeties, those guys could do, you know, what free safeties that could do. They can, they can roam around. They can, they can look off a quarterback. I mean, hell, Bill Belichick always, always said, you know, Ed Reed was one of his favorite players, and that's coming from, you know, the Greg Popovich of, of the NFL, and in, in, in what I'm going to think. Um, but some guys don't have that skill set, so to speak. And I'm not gonna say Earl doesn't have that skill set, but Earl lost the step. He's coming back from an injury. Um, a lot of the inter- interceptions, it was coverage interceptions. You know, that's that's what the secondary is supposed to do. Um, you know, like you said, I think we probably, when it came to that front seven, we didn't we didn't do we didn't do our best as far as getting pressure, and we known for you know, front seven, blitzes, getting real exotic, you know, switching guys in and out, um, you know, guys that can, make, that can make the quarterbacks tick. Guys that, you know, can make offense alignment. He's like, oh, damn, we got to play against the Ravens. He got, we got, they got to play against Tony Saragusa. We got Brandon Williams. We got Peter and stuff like that. So, um, you know, but, you know, I feel, I feel bad for Earl, but it's like, You keep on crying wolf. You keep on doing this. You you you're going to you. The organization is going to say, "Look, we liked you here. We brought you in here, you know, because we felt like you could be a raven. You play like a raven. But hey, all this stuff that you're doing off the sides, off the field. Now you're bringing, you know, all that anger, animosity onto the field. Now, granted, you know, football is an angry sport. Sometimes, you know, you get into it with your teammates. How? You may even get into a fight, but all that stuff—it just—it led on. The Ravens, of course, they're not going to put up with it, and we always believe in the next man up. You know, with that being said, the next man is Deshaun Elliott. Now, I've been a big fan of the Joker. Um, I, I love his highlights from Texas. The, the the times he did come into the games, you know, he'll he'll uh, he'll, he'll he'll give you good over the top coverage. He can try to give you an interception. He'll come down there, give you a good tackle, but his plague is staying healthy. Do you think with this year being as not so prominent, esque in it, so to speak, do you think he will emerge into that safety that we all think he can be?
1: I I think so, um, and I'm gonna I'm actually gonna compare him to a to another safety. Um, Matt, my co-host from the Worst Take Podcast, is actually gonna hopefully I think will really like this. But I'm gonna I'm gonna compare Deshaun Elliott to to Jimmy Ward because Jimmy Ward was somebody who for the Niners he had a healthy season in in 2015, but then he never played a full season. He hasn't played a full season since. Uh, But last year he was able to play 13 games, started 13 games. He was, he was very, very good. Um, So that's something that I'm looking for him. I mean, he's, he's somebody that that brings that from reading um, different articles and stuff like that. He brings a a different type of swagger to the defense. um, And he's, and he's been there. He's not coming in as a free agent that they just picked up or something like that. He's been with this team he knows the guys he's, he's already in that, um, the big truss, everybody, everybody's been working with everybody knows him. So that's very helpful. And it's a, it's a position where it's unfortunate that he's gotten hurt, but I, I mean, he could obviously get hurt, but I think that he'll be able to stay healthy um, because that's something that he just needs to try and do. Um, it, It used to be, he was the backup. So you can, you can be a little bit more risky. Um, obviously nobody's just like trying to get injured or anything like that because they're no. a backup, but it's not something that where it's like, I can't get hurt. Like if I get hurt, I'm screwed. Like if you're, if you're Lamar Jackson, you got there, you're like, if I'm hurt. The team's screwed. Um, don't get hurt. Whereas you don't have that mentality when you're, um, when you're playing as a backup. Um, not that, not that maybe that, that might not make a difference, but it's something that, to keep in mind. And he's only played six games, but he's so talented. I mean, every single year in training camp, he balls out. Um, he's gotten into the preseason, he's played some preseason games, and he's just every time I'm like, yeah, this is the guy, this is the guy you want.
0: And a pick almost in every preseason game that he played, and that's like is crazy.
1: <laughs> yes. And the benefit is yes, he's gotten injured, but the Ravens have another guy that can get the picks that can, that can play the coverage. Gino stone. Um Yes. People may look at it and say, Oh, this guy's just a seventh round pick. Well, I believe it was um Daniel Jeremiah who had him in his top 150. I think he was around 135 in his overall player ratings. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's about like a fifth round pick talent Um in terms of just that. I mean, he's just an absolute ball hawk. He's, he's very good. And he comes out of a university that's gotten some good ball hawks in the NFL. Um, I believe Desmond King came out of Iowa. And so like, that's, that's something that I'm I'm looking forward to is that they'll be able to have a one, two punch. If you, if you need a certain thing, you can put in Elliott, you can put in stone. So I'm, I'm very excited and I feel like they're going to play more team oriented football in the secondary, make it a, even though it was very good last year, make it even better, and that's 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 scary um, to think about if you're an opposing defense.
0: Man, it's going to get crazy. It's definitely going crazy. Um, I think Geno Stone was ranked 53 among safeties in this past draft. Also, you know, um, per I, per our guys in, at the Ravens Nation, um, they did say uh, Geno Stone was one of the steals. So. I'm looking at it like this James Prochet, one big steal on offense. If Geno Stones gets time on the defense, two big steals. I mean, defense, when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens, we done found so many diamonds in the rough. I mean, hell. Matt Judon is a testament to that. But yeah. I think Grand Valley State, I think. Like I mean, a, D, like a D2, D3 school. And look where he's that. at now. He's asking for a whole bunch of money.
1: <laughs> yeah. Zadarius Smith, another guy, um, later round pick that he ended up leaving. But the Ravens got their use out of him. They've they've been very, very good at getting the late. They've also been good in the in the first round picks. They've, you know, uh whenever they pick on defense, they pick first round defense. It's a success pretty much every single time. Uh so hopefully Patrick Queen's able to keep that up, but you Look at that defense, and that's that's a scary defense, and that's a scary secondary. Um, and another guy's coming back from injury, another guy played with injuries who is very good, and Tavon Young. So that means that the Ravens in their secondary have Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, mm-hmm. Tavon Young. You could throw in Jimmy Smith if you need him, if you got if you want to run an extra corner, they've
0: already, already been working them out in some packages,
1: and if you say no. You get him in there. Oh, then you got some ball hawks, Geno Stone. You got Deshaun Elliott. Then you got Chuck Clark, who can maybe play in the box, throw the two safeties over top. Um, if they wanna if they want to go into a in like a dime package and, and run, you know, like seven defensive backs, they can do it. Um, and that's scary because the Ravens in the past years have not had depth in the secondary, and,
0: and they a finally thing, do. And the funny thing about it. With Jimmy Smith, if you put him as a free safety, I feel like that's going to create longevity in his career. We've known that, you know, spending a couple of seasons that Jimmy Smith's been here with us, he hasn't played a full season. Last year he played a full, he played a, last year he played the full season, and we also see what the man did. You know, he strapped up some of the best number two wide receivers and got the job done, got to pick some picks and things of that nature. So just think about it, him being playing free safety, and let's not forget. He did play with a Hall of Famer in Ed Reed, so don't think, you know, I feel like that ball hawk is really going to come out of him if you move him back to free safety. Like you said, Chuck Clark, put him in the box. Chuck Clark's not scared to hit. If you want to get, if you want to get Real Azotic, throw Deshaun Elliott in the box with him too. I mean, hell, do what the Chargers did to us in the playoffs with uh, Lamar's first, Lamar's rookie season. And put and take your linebackers out and put your safeties in <laughs> and let them play linebacker. And Chuck Clark and Deshaun Elliott and Geno Stone, guys like them, they're not scared of contact. So, hey, I'm all for it. I'm looking forward to seeing the packages. Um, and then with Tavon Young, if he has a healthy season, that is a big plus for this secondary. Hell, the past two days, the defense has been winning. I mean. <laughs> You got Jimmy Smith uh, running, running side by side with Mark Andrews, and Mark Andrews like, look, he's made for playing free safety. <laughs> yeah. He sticks with me, stride for stride. You got T- you got Tavon Young breaking up passes from that that's supposed to go to Marquise. <laughs> so, man, it, it's it's fun. It's fun to hear good. It's fun to hear some good news coming out of camp. It's fun to know that football is back on the way. It's good to hear that these guys are are getting competitive. I mean, how you even got the rookies uh, immediately getting to the ball. Patrick Quinn and J.K. Dobbins are going at it. Oh, every yeah. Every day, either J.K. is beating him or Patrick Quinn is like, look, not today, sir. Not today. <laughs> so I love it. Um, but speaking of that front seven, now I've been hearing that the Ravens want to add another pass rusher. Yes. Uh, the one big name out there is Mr. Clowney. If the price is right, if he truly wants a championship, do you think he would say, you know what, I'll come." Clowney's tough
1: because Clowney wants $17 million a year and he is not changing off of that asking price. And the the big issue... That could come out of this is maybe he sits this year. Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's a good chance next year the salary cap drops because because of the no fans the NFL loses some revenue. It drops. It'll end up going back up. But if he doesn't play this year, doesn't get that you know big contract, and then teams don't have as much money, like Clowney may not play for the next three years unless he unless he takes less money. Um, and the Ravens are are a perfect team for that they they love to blitz they love athletic players and they need somebody that can rush the passer and clowny i i would i will go on record i would much rather have clowny than uh, matthew judon and i mean i i don't know maybe i'm a matthew judon hater i feel like every time on the episode i was bringing up that like i matthew judon is not worth the money that he wants but clowny is somebody who Yes, he struggled last year in terms of getting getting the sacks. But he's still a game wrecker. In the Seattle Seahawks versus San Francisco 49ers game, he didn't have like a ton of sacks or anything like that. But it was one of those things where he stops the run, he gets the swats, and he just he just helps that defensive line. He's somebody where you have to look at and say, Yeah, we should probably double this guy. And if you put him on it, we saw what he did on a D-line with, with J.J. Watt. He does very good. Well, if you put him on a D-line with Calais Campbell and possibly Matthew Judon on the other side, one of those guys I'm really hoping will be able to rush the passer without us needing to blitz. Uh, <laughs> and that's a guarantee because those are – like Calais Campbell is a veteran of rushing the passer. And I think the Ravens will will most definitely be trying to go after – either Clowney or we talked about it last episode go for um yannick and Gakwe. but i think at some point they may they may try and go for him i don't don't think it'll happen right away Mm -hmm. but maybe maybe after like a few weeks Clowney starts to get that itch like i want to play football because he's he's very good but he i don't he's not worth 17 million dollars a year like very few pass rushers are that's that's kind of ridiculous for somebody that hasn't put up if he had come out and he put up like you know Aaron Donald's stats yes give that man 17 million dollars but he played with JJ Watt and struggled not not struggled but he didn't play like incredible then he goes to Seattle and kind of struggled as the the one man show but if you put him on a, a fundamental defense, that'll be very good. But I do want to go back to to Jimmy Smith switching to free safety real quick and compare him to another Ravens, another Ravens cornerback, Ladarius Webb, who, who played cornerback. Um, he was partners with Ed Reed for a while. Then all of a sudden Ed Reed leaves. He's pops into that free safety spot and he played pretty solid for um, about two seasons. He played a little bit for um, another season, but. Two full seasons at starting free safety, Ladarius Webb ended up playing very well. So I do like that. But Clowney, I, I would like the move, but the Ravens don't have a ton of space. I think um, – I, I was reading a little bit about it. I think the Ravens have around $13 million in cap space. Cutting Earl saved about $6 million.
0: Okay.
1: And the Ravens want flexibility during the season because they love those midseason acquisitions of – of the, the free agents. You look at LJ Fort last year, Chris board. Um, I believe they brought in last year, mid season. So they, they like to bring those guys in. So they'll want money. So they're probably going to try and sign for a one year deal if they can.
0: Now how hopes, how hopes, this is why I'm not a, I'm not, this is why I'm not a general manager. So uh, Ravens nation. Do not kill me. Um, that's what I'll say. If, the Jacksonville Jaguars find a way to get a, get rid of Leonard Fournette. Um, I'm willing to take Yannick and possibly a fourth or maybe a third round pick. I will throw you Gus Edwards and Matthew Judon. If you give me Yannick and a third round pick, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, that's that's a package that's opened up some money for us. And then you know you can probably you can you can work out a deal with Yannick uh, Yannick where you can um have him for some years. Um, he going and then you got Calais Campbell. I already I already know that Calais will be in his ear say, hey look man, I know you want your money, but look if you want a Super Bowl, this is the place to go. They got the pieces. Then if someone picks up uh, Earl Thomas, they they look about. I think the Ravens was about forty percent that we would have to cover, and then we'll have that uh, free space.
1: Yep.
0: From there, you will need Tony Jefferson, Ed Reed, that whole damn defense uh, active now to speak to Jadavion County and say, look, man, I know you won't get paid, but um, look look at us across the board. We stack. And we have not in a long time had a deepest of – we haven't had a pass rusher that can get it done by itself. Now, yeah. granted, when you put when you put Brandon Williams back at his natural position at nose tackle, you got Calais Campbell on the outside. You put a Jadavion Clowney. That center, he he's not going to know who to help out. Yeah. Then you then you'll have a patch of point on Malik Harrison coming up the middle, taking it taking the center head on. So it can get scary but this again this is why I'm not a general manager i don't know how how it would all work i mean it sounds good on paper but then you talking about you know different types of attitudes, different type of spirits but i feel like if everybody really talks to those types talks to those guys say say look this is the type of team we want to be around this is the type of culture we bring we you know we about winning hell when y'all get the ball on when y'all get the ball for the offense the offense you have someone that is that is that's thats going to promise you. I say, look, I'm gonna get you some points off that turnover. Thank you for giving me that turnover. You have a cornerback. You have a quarterback now, that's appreciative of his defense, and he hates not coming off the. He hates coming off the field with no points. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I, me being a Ravens fan for how long I've been, I'm only 26 years old. I do not remember when we've had. A offense is strong as the defense and the defense is strong as the offense. It's always been one or the other. Now we're there. We're there. Yeah. that's gonna be it's gonna be years to come. So, you know, on Young Cowler would be a great addition. I feel like, you know, with the guys that we have in the front between Brandon Williams, players Campbell, how if we find a way, if we find a way for Matt Judon to stay, I mean, the more the merrier. But you know, I feel like with all those guys working, you know, in them in them pieces, even Penel McPhee and Derek Wolf. He still can get he still, you know, got some motor left where they can be disruptive. They may can't put the hands on the quarterback, but they can make the quarterback move.
1: <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, I wanna I wanna compare this team to another historical team. Unfortunately, they did not win the Super Bowl. Um, but okay. this is a good this is a very good comparison. Awesome. Because in 2014, the Denver Broncos had arguably the best offense of all time. Um, Peyton Manning went absolutely ballistic, broke the touchdown record. This team seemed like they could not be stopped. Then you look at the defense, and they've got Vaughn Miller. They've got Chris Harris. They've got this great defense in addition to that. And that was a recipe for success. Unfortunately, I don't know what happened in that Super Bowl against the Legion of Boom. I mean, the Legion of Boom was the best defense that season. Um, and I think I think they, that was just a game where it was like, the snap goes over Peyton Manning's head. And it just went like, they just lost all of their moment. Like, they just couldn't get it going. And unfortunately, it didn't work out. That could have been a very good game if that one play didn't happen. I think that would have been a fantastic game. But that one play happened, unfortunate. But that's a team where it's like, this Ravens team was was all-time great. They broke the single-season rushing record. They averaged over 30 points per game. Their win margin was, like, they averaged winning by, like, 14-plus points. <laughs> like, like they just kicked everybody's butt. So, that, that's a good comparison I want to have just because, like, great, great offense along yeah. with defenses with great, great players. So, I'm very excited.
0: Absolutely, man. I mean, honestly, I think that Super Bowl – I think time caught up with Peyton Manning. I mean, yeah. get everything in the offs. I feel like when you do everything in the season, you have to have another gear for season two, meaning the playoffs. Now, granted, I'm not a big New England fan, but how? When New England wins in the regular season, they do what they have to do. But when it's time for season two, they definitely turned up. Yeah, I mean that uh, you see why the man had six rings. So I know we're all skeptical of saying, "Hey, you know Lamar, he's done. Went, he's done went to the playoffs back to back, and we have we haven't won a game." Y'all, Ravens Nation. Let's not forget, young man was a rookie the first time he took us to the playoffs, and he took over from took over um, from uh, injured Joe Flacco, and the offensive coordinator did not open up the playbook. He just let you know. He just called. He just kept on calling run plays for the for the guy. Um, this this second playoff game, this second season, where he took him took us to the playoffs. Uh, it, I'm gonna be honest. It was a shit show, on both ends. I mean, hell, Mark Ingram went down, and what did we start doing? Passing the ball. Not saying that's not Lamar's strong point. We all know that Lamar wants to prove it not only to himself but also to his teammates and to his fans that he is a thrower in the NFL, and I believe it. He's going to get the job done. But the run is our bread and butter. Why not continue giving to Gus Edwards? I think Gus Edwards only had eight or nine carries, maybe 30-something yards, where one was a big run. Like, he's a gasher. Give him the ball. Let him keep working that Tennessee defense. And then you turn around. Then when we turn around and get on defense, you have this big 6-3 defense have been in the backfield running and pushing, pushing Earl Thomas as his lead blocker. <laughs> yeah. So, I know, I know, I know the Ravens fans. I know we're all excited, and I know we have our doubts. But look, you know, third time's a charm, and um, this team—they know what needs to be done. I, of course, they, you know, they they answer questions for the media and stuff like that. But it's just it's it's a different type of feeling with these guys. And maybe I could, maybe it can just be, maybe it's just in my mind, but this season, even though who knows, if they play the whole season or they play five, 10 games, I'm hoping it's the season. I hope it's the whole season, but Hey, who knows how things may go with everything in the world. But if it is a whole season, I feel like we will make the playoffs. I actually feel like, you know, this team could be that Super Bowl team. Um, they just know they know what's at stake. They know that if they do not win at least one playoff game, that they're going to be the laughing stock. Laughing stock of the NFL. Like, damn, you know Lamar got this. Lamar did all this. Oh, you know he got these rookies. Oh, look at the defense—they're stacked as hell. And then we 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 go mute in the def- We go mute in the playoffs in the second season. So I feel like everyone knows that what's at stake. Even John Harbaugh um the players coach so you know the target is on the target is on their back it's just for them to rise to the occasion
1: absolutely this is this is going to be a lot of fun and make sure to make sure to check out our episode next week because we're actually going to talk about the first week of the season which will be very exciting because football actually We'll talk about much more broad, you know, first week of the season because we'll have one episode on the Friday right after the Texans play the Chiefs on Thursday night, opening day football. Um, we'll be able to talk about the Browns game week one, but hopefully we'll have a little bit more info on um, some training camp battles and all that stuff. But I mean, I will shout out J.K. Dobbins. He's he's looked great, not just running the ball, but passing the, but not passing, catching the ball. He's been he's looked great. Um, he's made some nice catches. The defense has been playing very well, and that's that's what you want to hear. This is a team that that's looking to win. They're a team that's expected to win, and it's a team that uh, that I think will win. So, Joshua, do you wanna do you wanna do the outro?
0: Man, got you. Well, Ravens Nation. You know, I thank y'all for listening. I thank y'all for thank you guys for tuning in man we love doing this man we love talking about our team man you know this is a, this is a this is americas team this <laughs> this is americas team you know i love my guys you know big trust trusted bank i'm signing off mcanna tell them goodbye man <laughs> and look out for the new and look out for the new episode on the way
1: Absolutely. Um, We're going to, we're going to keep having these weekly episodes, a lot of fun, and we'll be able to talk about all those wins that we get this year. So
0: I'll see all of you guys uh, next week. Yes, sir. Have a good one, y'all.